Uh, hi, I'm Sam Edwards. I'm in grade 12, and I ran, ran sound for Mary Poppins. And it started. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Victoria School podcast. Good morning, Victoria School. <laughs> I, I had a moment of like, oh my God, I remember when that was a thing every like morning for a bit. I know. Like, it feels weird doing it. Like, I feel like I'm calling, like I'm copying Luke for saying it. But like at the same time, it's so iconic. It's so iconic. And what sucks is that every single cool kid from Vic has left because they just, they were in grade 12 and there was like so much cool things happening. And now mm-hmm. that they're gone, it's like... Yeah. We, we can't fill the shoes of Luke Nelson right now. I mean, like, we always, like, we think everybody who came before us was, like, really freaking cool. So I bet there's tons of kids, like, that are in, like, grade 11 and 10 that are like, oh, the grade 12s this year are so cool. Yeah, but we're so, I feel like we're so much more watered down now, you know? <laughs> like, Luke Nelson in grade 12, like, the last year, I don't mm-hmm. know if you could. I don't want to say his full name or anything, but, like, Luke last year was so cool, you know? Like, you could talk to him. He was in my, um, like, one of my, like, rec leadership classes. Mm-hmm. He was so, like, chill. And it's, like, it's so much fun. Yeah. And he did the announcements, and now that he's gone, it's like... Also, like, not having announcements anymore is so weird. Like, I kind of hate it, I'll be honest. I don't... Before, if, there were, if I had a rough morning, I would really just want really long announcements mm-hmm. where it would go on to like nine and yeah. on a good day nine ten where it's like just 20 minutes of just people talking about stuff that i don't care about but i can zone out and just go Whew. yeah you can gather your thoughts and say okay i'm ready for my first period math class and stuff like that yeah exactly and if it wasn't and if it was luke nelson you'd get pumped about you know the joke of the week oh yes, my god i miss it so much the joke of the week it wasn't even a joke sometimes no it was just getting to hear like like half, like, half of how funny it was was just Miss DC laughing in the background. I always oh. thought that was really funny. Everyone always listened at the very end. If mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, if, like, he said the joke and there wasn't any laughter, we'd all kind of go, oh. And then we go, you know, we'd go back to class. But if, yeah. if you heard something, everyone would laugh with yeah. her every time. Just because the reaction makes it really funny. Oh, God. Yeah, I the reaction was always something I liked, but I also liked... Um, there was also, like, a, was it a grade six? Because they knew... Yes, because they knew Luke was leaving, so they were like, okay, well, let's prepare, like, some of the younger kids to take over for, like, to take Luke's post when he, like, leaves. Mm-hmm. And now we have no announcements, and it's always just, like, an AP or Mr. Burns. Yeah, and, like, Mr. Burns does it, I feel like, I want to say once a week, but it doesn't feel that way. No, like, it feels like a once-a-month kind of deal. Like, and I appreciate it because, like, he's still, like, we still go out of it with the know that you are loved. And I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, Brad. But also <laughs> at the same time, like, you know, mm. I miss having, like, the the continuity. God, the lore behind the Vic, honestly. <laughs> like, oh God, Mr. Like, the principal is so nice, I find, this year. I really like Mr. Burns. Like, Mr. Burns... Uh, I don't know, I feel maybe it's the new office, or maybe it's the fact that I see him walking around, but I, I like, he seems like I can wave at him, and he'll wave back or something, mm-hmm. and it goes like, oh. That's- like, I've had genuinely good conversations, and fun fact, he actually came out, like, literally the day Poppins came up, he and Mr. DC, they were actually on set and helping paint the stage. Whoa. Right? It was so cool. Like, I had seen Miss DC come in, like, before, like, last year and years previous to come in to, like, help do, like, acting coaching. But I have never seen a principal get, like, in, like, a paint smock and just smear the stage with paint. It was really cool. That, God, man. That's something you don't expect a lot of the time with, um, like, 
teachers at VIX. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say teachers, but that's something you don't but see every day. Administration, yeah. The administration, especially, because the higher you go up, the more you like don't think. The, like the know. more disconnected they become. Yes. But Mr. Burns also started off as like kind of where Nico is right now. He started off in theater production here. Did he? Yeah, he did. So he like he knows the world of the backstage. Of, well, I don't want to say more than Miss DC, but I think he can connect with it more. Mm -hmm. Which I think it's really helpful. Yeah, it's God having someone in like that position know like at least it feels to me know so much about backstage stuff makes you go oh you know they're a regular person they're not just you know they're not this faceless entity that's mm -hmm. kind of just behind a desk the whole time. I yeah. mean, when he has a turtle, you know that's like the adventures of Gordon that they post up on the TVs around the school. I love it. Those are so adorable, and I noticed them like a, like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going, oh my god, that's adorable. And there's even a Instagram account for Gordon. I discovered. No way, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, you know. And I like I texted. I don't know who this person is. I texted them like, oh my god, you know, who's running this account? Because it's adorable, because it's all just a bunch of, like, Gordon memes, Aww. you know. And I'm going, this is so adorable. And I texted them, they're like, oh, why do you want to know? And they were kind of standoffish, and I was like, oh. It might be admin. It might be, it might be Mr. Burns' personal account. <sighs> oh, that'd be... That'd be wild. That would be so adorable if he had his own account for yeah, Gordon. Yeah, for Gordon. But I, the, I talked to them a bit more, and I asked them about, like, the backstory behind the account. And they're like, oh, we see Gordon, you know, actually this is run by me and a bunch of my, like, six friends or something. Uh, and we all see Gordon every day, and we wanted to, like, make him feel special. And I'm going, oh, that's oh my sweet. god. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, Gordon, god, I've heard of, like, teacher's pets and stuff, but that's like a school's pet, you know? Yeah, it's like, I know, uh, it was one of my elementary schools, I think, actually had like a mascot that was like some dog named Gizmo or something like that. It might not have been mine, I don't really remember, my memory's kind of hazy, but... That sounds like a cartoon from the 2000s. Right? It really does. Man, okay. Uh, what if Gordon became our school mascot? I would totally be okay with that. The Victoria Turtles? I'd be down. Oh, you know that act <laughs> that actually does sound kind of cool. That does sound legitimately cool. I don't. <laughs> what would they do for a costume? Like, oh my god! You just have somebody wear a turtle costume and crawl around on the ground. Oh my god! It's like, <laughs> it, like it's like the okay. There was this two thousands movie called Master of Disguise, where it was like I don't know. It's like the son of like a, it, it's this really weird show, mm -hmm. and the guy in there goes. It's this it's children's show, right? He goes to a party, mm -hmm. and instead of acting like a normal person as a spy, he, he like... He dresses as a turtle. He dresses as a turtle with, oh, like, a I've turtleneck. Seen, I've seen photos of that. Yeah. It's horrifying. I don't know why they would decide to have this in a kid's movie where it's like, okay, we need to make something very funny for the kids. He's going to dress up as what? And someone's, like, a turtle. And he's going, bro, Amazing. Sure, Incredible. Amazing. Yeah, just slap a turtleneck on him and a really weird back. It's perfect. And I've never understood the joke in that. Like, the end of that scene is literally him on the ground spinning because his plan failed and, like, laughing. And they're removing him from the party. And I'm going, this isn't a kid's show anymore. This is turning into, like, just a really sad guy trying to get into a party. Like, I've never understood it. That's how The Great Gatsby should have ended. The Great Gatsby. Oh, my God. That. The right? Yeah. Man, The Great Gatsby, I thought, would have a much more of, like, a punchier, cooler ending, where it's, like... It's, and the ending's just sad. Like, I finished reading it last night, and it was, like, so we beat on to the waters of our past or whatever, and I was just, like, that's depressing. 
Yeah, like, I, oh my god, when I first started reading it, I thought, oh, I had, like, this, like, Indiana Jones era sort of vibe, where it's ooh. like, ooh, you know, attending these cool parties, you have the mysterious neighbor, and the more it went on, it was like, so he's just, uh, spoilers here, uh, he, so he's just a dude that sells alcohol. Yeah, the bootlegging and all that, and, like, I don't know, it's a good book, like, I really liked reading it, but the ending kind of was like, man, really? Yeah. I'll never forgive Daisy for not going to see Daisy, for not going to go see Gatsby at the end. Oh my god, yeah. Daisy, honestly, it... Her husband's a jerk. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, controls her whole life. So I get her not going back to see Gatsby, but, like, also he was shot, man. Yeah, like, honestly, it, like, even, like, the spoilers again, I'm so sorry for anyone listening. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, I, I feel like... Oh, God. Like, the funeral part at the very end where, like, all these people came and, like... Nobody came, Sorry, though. sorry. I meant... Sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Nobody came except for, like, the dad. The dad's like, oh, it's, you know... It's my son is such a good guy. Such a like, good no guy. And no one came. And I'm thinking, they're really going to draw this chapter, aren't they? And it keeps going of this, like, dad that's talking about his son. And I'm going, oh, God, that's so sad. Yeah. You know? Like, I wish there was, like, a simple... Like, as much as... I feel like the ending is unsatisfying, not in a good way, but in a bad way, where it's like, I wish there was that last glimmer of hope, where it's like that last sentence that makes you go, ooh, you know. Yeah, maybe there's a future here, but no, it's just sad. Yeah. God, the great Gatsby. Well. I guess we should probably, uh. uh I guess people, <laughs> God, <laughs> man, we could keep talking about, like, the great Gatsby. We were yeah, at we 10 really minutes could. right now. Okay. Oh, also, what's your first class? My first class is French. Okay, I'll try and make sure we finish up at a good time. Okay. I don't want to take up too much. Um, all right, so first of all, uh, Amelia just uh, told me to tell you that she loves you, by the way. Oh, I love Amelia so much. And uh, <laughs> then we have this question. Moments that made your heart stop mid-show out of fear. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I, always, I always never know how, to, like, when people are like, well, what was the moment that, like, scared you the most out of the show or what made you really nervous? I never want to, like, reveal what went wrong in the show mm -hmm. because, like, you know, it takes away from the magic and, like, you know, destroys the essence of theater tech or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, the flying, I think, was always really stressful. Um, it took a while for um, everybody to kind of get into gear about, like, how, oh, how early do we call... Because the way it works is so our stage managers, they say uh, fly go for whatever cue it is. And they'll bring out the person on stage basically because of the pulley system that they had hooked up. Mm -hmm. um, but it took a little while for everyone to kind of know what beat do you call the fly on. So there would be quite a few moments where the fly would be called too early. And Anna or Skylar would be brought on stage and it wouldn't be the right point. Ooh. So, that's always a little tricky. Um, we had one matinee performance where during Let's Go Fly a Kite in the act, in act two, where the kids, you know, are pulling on the kite, and mm. the kite goes up, and uh, Mary Poppins is supposed to come out, and everyone's supposed to go, oh, she's back, and she's brought the kite with her. Um, they brought her out before they brought the kite out. So, like, she came on stage, and they weren't even finished singing the chorus, and the kite was still on stage. And, like, I just, like, I... 
but I just cringed. I, I couldn't look back up at the song. I just looked down at my board and just was like, okay, I'm not looking for the rest of the scene. Oh, my God. So that was probably the worst. That sounds like, because you have to be ready to help out at any time. Yeah. And seeing something, like, go wrong on stage and, and see And then it, you not being able to do anything about it is just so painful. And if it's something small, like, oh, they left a prop on, you kind of go, well, you can easily clear that up with, like, maybe the butler coming on and, you know, yanking yeah, exactly. it off, right? But if it's something like a person flying on stage too early, A, there's nothing Anna can do to cover, and B, there's nothing anybody can do backstage or on stage that draws <sighs> it away from the audience. Yeah, and even, I'm just imagining Anna right now just like she, I she, can't imagine she probably was just up there like I'll just sit here and smile because like oh it would have been so painful to be you know to just oh my god I can't even like even just remembering like cringy stuff I did as a kid and like mm -hmm. mess ups I had yep. I oh god I hate even just imagining them I, I I would hate doing it in front of like 400 300 people yep. you know yeah that's fair yeah um, is it your first year doing sound design? No, it's not. So last year, I got a chance to make sound for Crazy For You, the junior high musical, mm -hmm. um, which it was a very different show because so in Mary Poppins, we actually had a live orchestra. So the way the board works is that basically for every instrument, you have to have a separate feed that goes to that instrument or a separate mic that picks up the sound they make, um, plus everyone else's mic who sings on stage. So... Um, you actually have to work with balancing vocals and the musical aspect of it because if you're not careful, the underscoring can overpower a scene. Whereas with Crazy For You, all of the music was actually just on tracks. Mm -hmm. So I would just hit a button and the music would start playing. Oh, that's nice, actually. Mm -hmm. Wow, so uh, was this one more difficult for you to work with? This one was definitely more difficult, but I think I definitely learned a lot more. Mm. I, yeah, I think this was, not that I didn't love Crazy For You, I had a great time for Crazy For You, but I think Poppins was a lot more challenging, and therefore I had a lot more fun. Mm, yeah, that, that makes sense. I think, I don't, I, as much as I loved Poppins, I, like, I did not expect there to be so much singing. Yeah, there's, that, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I thought it would be like, oh, I thought at most there would be like eight songs, and the rest would be like a cool little show, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, every time a new person went on stage, they had their own track to them basically because it's like, like yeah. I loved it like every song was great but I found every time every time a song came on I was thinking okay where is this going to go and then <laughs> they okay I was told about Anna about the evil nanny like uh, before mm -hmm. and I, I I completely forgot about like Brimstone and doo -doo. yeah Brimstone and Treacle man Emily Brinko is an absolutely incredible singer it was so like I'm I don't know who else could have pulled off that role but she really did Oh my god, yeah, and she, it's something I didn't even expect to, because mm -hmm. I was like, I was already like, oh, Mary Poppins is going to be like, you know, this incredible singer, kind of unmatched, because she has most of the songs, you yeah. know, she sings them, right? But then when like, the Brimstone song came out, I was like, oh, I really right? want this evil nanny yeah. to stay on stage just a little bit more, you know? Uh, but yeah, that, those are some of the stuff I liked. What is the time requirement needed for using the soundboard? Like, do you need a certain amount of hours before you can like... Before like Nico's like, oh yeah, you can use it. Um, not necessarily, kind of how I got into it. So before doing Crazy For You, I'd worked tech. Um, oh, when did I start doing tech? I started doing tech in grade 10. I was backstage crew for Shrek. Um, yeah, Shrek. And yeah, it was a fun time. Um... And I kind of, I stayed in Nico's good books, basically. Like, I was around, um, I mean, I left 
for the second semester, like, was away, but um, I helped out with things when he needed things backstage. I would work shows, um, working some of the rentals that he did. Uh, and so I approached him in grade 11 when I was like, hey, I'd like, to r- I'd like to try running sound for a show. And he said, okay, cool, you can try sound for crazy for you. Um, so it's not necessarily an, like a requirement of hours. The more technical experience you have previous, I think the better chances you have of Nico letting you do what you'd like, mm-hmm. which is where I'm at right now, where I can, I can choose, oh, I want to run lights, or I want to be backstage, or sound, or whatever. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> how, much work is re- uh, how much work is the sound design for the show? Like, is it, like, crazy where it's, like, you know, it's something you dread, <clears throat> or is it more like, oh, you know, click, all right, I can just watch now? Um... It's so the way the soundboard works basically is um, we have like channels where like I have to pull up a fader and bring it up so the mics will be live basically. Do you want to want to elaborate what a, uh, a fader, a fader is? is? So uh, where lots of people think that I just press a button and a person's mic goes live, it's basically like a sliding switch and like uh, like on a like a regular mixing board like you'll have like. Um, a fader that goes from like zero to like 100 or whatever, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I have to slide it up so the sound will increase. And so the amount of sound that the uh, microphone they're wearing it, uh, captures, it goes up basically. Okay, okay. So I have to do that for every line in the show and for the music. Uh, plus there's some sound effects where I have to hit a button to make it noise. So like the dog barks, that was me. Oh. Um, the the storm rain effects. That was also me. Uh, the statues creaking, things like that. The statues creaking really freaked me out. Right? It's I, so. It, yeah. like, it's okay. I had I, I already told this on like Ethan's thing, but mm-hmm. like I had no idea that they were people. All right. The moment. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that in acting class. Yeah, like okay, I may have been doing take at the time. Okay, I, you know, I'll, I'll admit that there was a little bit of shenanigans going on, mm. but like. It flew over my head for like the first like three minutes and then the moment he like jumped off the thing Actually, it was like a second before he did that and he blinked. I was like, wait a minute <laughs> And I thought it was only him the dancers in the background mm-hmm. that were also there I had, thought they were just statues. I thought they were statues. That's impressive Like I, yeah, no, I'm I'm impressed that they were able to hold that because I I cannot mm-hmm. for the life I, of me. I would imagine that we probably spent quite a bit of time with them working on staying quite still God, imagine, I can't even practice that. Like, I know, it's hard. Um, the question was, how much work is it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's difficult. Um, I don't get, there are a few scenes that I didn't really get to see because I'd be so busy going, like, you know, fader up, fader down, fader up, fader down. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, I mean, I knew the whole show by the end of it. Like, I could recite most of the lines from memory. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard. Um and mixing a musical is definitely really tricky because the lines, especially in songs, come really quickly. Um, I know Roxy, uh, who she mixed for Heights last year, so she did what I did, but for In the Heights last year. Mm. She had a really tricky time because the rapping came at such a rapid pace. Oh, so, that never occurred to me. Yeah, it's it's hard, but it's really rewarding. Everybody on the cast and crew is really sweet and likes what you do, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's nice. I never. It's a lot of the like as God, sorry. Uh, like the shows at Vic, a lot of the time you forget about the uh, the you know behind the stage mm-hmm, crew. I find yeah. a lot of the time, 
And it's something that's so interesting, too, because I find, like, you really have to look to try and find out how to help. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no idea uh, Nico, who, like, you know, works behind the stage and stuff. I didn't know he even existed until, like, grade nine or something. When someone was like, oh, yeah, you can help out with the stage stuff. And I thought, what? <laughs> I thought it was, like, professional stuff or nope. something. But it's all students. Yeah. Like, that's really incredible. And, like, something, like... Most other schools, I kind of expected the students to, you know, do the work, and I kind of, I guess I kind of put Vic on a pedestal where I thought Vic had their own stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, when I say profet it's uh, all student-run, I shouldn't say that because um, it's all designed by prof professionals. Like, we have a professional stage designer who comes in to design, you know, what the stage looks like in the props. Um, I didn't design the soundscape for the show. Um, Dave Bowden did. So he came in basically and programmed all of like, okay, so this mic is Skylar, so this mic is on this channel and this fader, and this is what the band should sound like and things like that. Um, Nico designs all of the lighting design, things like that. So we basically, like they take care of the pre-show stuff, we just do the show stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the biggest, I didn't know that uh, when you just started to learn about the soundboard. Hmm. Um, well, honestly, like from grade, like, because I wasn't involved in tech at all from like all of junior high when I went here, I really had no idea how the actors were as loud as they were. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, well, their projection's really good. And like, you know, the music, like everything sounds really equal. So like, I don't know, when you get into like the world of backstage, you're like, oh, they're, they're all wearing mics. That's why they sound loud. I... Uh... That seems weird because I've always known that there was like microphone stuff, but I didn't think it was a single person. I thought it was just all automatic, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, everybody does. Everybody thinks the lighting board's automatic and the sound is automatic. Uh, somebody thought, so our follow spot or our spotlight, people think that's automatic. No, that's run by a person. Uh, yeah, no, that seems like, I don't know. I feel like if I was in grade seven, I would know that there's probably someone manning that. Mm -hmm. But it seems like there's a lot of like niche stuff that you wouldn't ever think about unless you're like there. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's such a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Why did you go to Vic in the first place? I, okay, weird story. I really wasn't big into the arts when I was in elementary school. My one arty thing, I guess, was writing. So I was like, oh, well, there's a creative writing course that you can take in high school. So I was like, maybe I'll do that to do for writing. Spoiler alert, I never did. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I came to Vic for writing, which is like the weirdest thing ever. And also, like, I don't know, the atmosphere of the school was really interesting to me. Um, so I came to Vic because I was curious about it, but I stayed at Vic because I honestly couldn't picture myself anywhere else. That makes sense. I, God, yeah, people that come to Vic, I always, when I first came to Vic, I had a very different expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, I always thought of it like, the way my mom told me it would be like his high school musical and everyone would be like, you know, singing, singing and dancing middle, yeah. and stuff, right? Um, I wasn't disappointed, though. Like, they, like, there's pianos everywhere. That, when, yeah, when, right? you're, mm -hmm. when you're in grade seven and someone's playing like a really awesome like song. You're like, whoa. And then you get to the point in grade 12, you're like, if I hear the Megalovania tune one more time, I'll kill someone. The Fortnite theme, I swear Jesus to God. Christ. Like every time I hear a piano, I like look. And if it's anyone except Simon Williams <laughs> and Raphael, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, get off. 
Just get off right now. There's somebody that plays, oh, I don't know what the classical tune is, but, like, it transitions into an Eminem song, I think, or something like that. Like, it'll start off... Reese's Cups? Reese's Puffs? I I have no no idea. idea. But there's some song that starts off as, like, classical and then goes into, like, a rap song, and I'm like, I hate it. Like, it's funny. It was funny the first time, and now I'm just like, I want it to be over. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like... I find, as much as I love the creative students at Vic, there's a lot of times where I'm having that, like, facepalm moment where I'm thinking, like, even just me saying that right now, like, where I just go, oh, my God. Like, I understand that you're in this grade, but I I, I don't want to see, like... This. I don't want to see what you're doing right now. Like... I, like, I understand because I was one of those kids that went through an emo phase in junior high. So, like, what I did was cringy, but also I had great music taste. What did you do? I... You, like, dye your hair black and, like, you know... No, I dyed my hair uh, bright red and also blue later on. Do you have a photo of this? (laughs) No, because I've gotten rid of all the red ones, but I have lots of photos of me with blue hair. You've eliminated the evidence. I see how it is. Um... Uh, I also learned a lot of My Chemical Romance songs on piano. So, oh my god! Yeah, that that was that was junior high for me. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I still like their stuff, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a place to go and live through those cringy things. And like, I'm glad that Vic's a space where kids feel free enough to express themselves, even though, like, you know, as an older kid, you're like, I don't want to see that. But good for them for wanting for being who they are. Yeah, definitely. Like, I know that I can remember that stuff and go, ooh, I'm terribly embarrassed about what I did or said, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking back and I'm going, it's not going to be something that's going to affect my, you know... No, and it's still, like, it helped develop who you are. You, even though you like some weird cringy anime or whatever, you still make friends through that and they may end up being lifelong friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had, God, grade 7 me had a newspaper club and I told two people to bring... Two other friends each, so we'd have, like, I don't know, five or six people. Mm -hmm. And both of them were like, if I bring four people, the other person will bring any, and it'll be fine. And we ended up having, like, a big group, and that's how I met, like, you know, my, like, best friends, where it's, like, you know, Ronnie, Jude, you know, all these people. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cool little, like, thing where I'm going, wow, if I didn't decide to do this really dumb idea at the time, it wouldn't have turned into something bigger, you know? Like, yeah, like, um, the joke is in my friend group that all of us became friends through Minecraft and Homestuck, which is true, but we've stayed friends for reasons other than that, I hope. Oh, cross your fingers, you know, know, (laughs) Minecraft, right? I mean, yeah, my friends, it's so weird having the transition period from Mm -hmm. grade six to grade, like, seven at Vic. Yeah, yeah. Were you here for grade six? No, I wasn't. Okay, yeah. Because my elementary school was nothing like Vic. Coming to Vic was like, oh my god, okay, hi. I thought it was a castle, frankly, because it was like... It was so big. The only way is, like, a teacher, I always get lost all the time. And Mm -hmm. the only way I could figure out how the heck to get to my locker in this damn school was... We'll probably finish up in, like, less than five minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I was... Someone had to say, just think of it like a square donut. And I'm going, bro, (laughs) what? And then that's when I was like, oh, if I just go around in a circle, I'll find my way back eventually. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, no, I got lost a little bit more, but I at least figured out if I just, you know, top floor doesn't go all the way around, yep. you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, no. It... Yeah, it's crazy. I know my elementary school was like 160 kids, so going from that to like nearly 2,000, I was like, ah! But I'm Yeah, right? I managed. Like, I'm here, but it was crazy. 
That, yeah, like 160 kids. My old school was a lot more sports oriented, but it mm. wasn't a sports school. Um, like I had been there for around two, three years, and I had a bunch of friends, and we all, you know, we did like the kid stuff, like playing Minecraft. But right. It almost like it was such an interesting time to go from like oh, you know, like Rainbow Loom and mine like Pokemon cards and stuff to like Vic, where it's like oh yeah, people know how to like jam on pianos now, and like really invested in musicals and like you know next to nothing about musicals yeah like there's a lot of people here that know so much about certain things but so little about other things yeah Yeah. like that 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 surprises me you know but yeah do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up the podcast (laughs) final thoughts on anything in particular anything in particular you could you could i can hit you with one more question if you want hit me with one more question okay okay all right this one I could answer this if you want me to, but like, like after you answer yours, okay. What was the cringiest thing you remember doing? Not like actively like being like emo or anything, but just like an event. Like an event, or like the biggest mess up where you're like having that. Oh my god, you know, never bring this up. You know, you never want to hear about it again. Honestly, I don't know if there's anything, like, one moment in particular. I'm sure that, like, something could, like, trigger my memory and I'd be like, ah, in a corner. I think dyeing my hair red. Like, yeah, I would probably dyeing my hair red. It faded to a really horrible, like, weird coral color. Wait, um, coral, like, is that a green? Or? No, coral, like, uh, like, a, like a light, like, reddish orange. Oh, it God. looked hideous. Um, I, yeah. Honestly, I would say dyeing my hair red. It didn't look good. It really did not look good, and it did not suit me. Well, between you and me and the viewers, uh, grade seven me was, uh, you know, wore some fedoras back then. No, really? Yeah. Oh my god. Me and Jared, me and Jared Steele rocked the fedoras. Oh my all right? god. And w- what a time it was! And for some odd reason, my parents felt the need to take photos of this, <laughs> and so I have just. It's okay. I'm, I'm not worried. It's not that long till it doesn't take that long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I wore, I wore fedoras. That's all right. So funny, Luke. And the thing is, is that even like other people, like I was given fedoras by like older guys as well. Cause they were like, Oh, my foot, I had a fedora phase and they'd give me theirs. And I'm going, <laughs> man, what a gold mine I've stumbled across. Right. Like I'm like, I have at least 20 fedoras in my house That's that I, so funny. I don't even want them. And you should start like a fedora drive for like a <laughs> neck beard or something like that. Fe- I, need, I need to go to every single like star Wars, uh, Warhammer oh, convention and God, just start, man. just start selling them because I don't even like. I, You'd make I, a pretty penny. I'd make a pretty penny, but like only people that would be really invested in fedoras would go. Damn, you know. That's a gold mine there. Oh man, look at look. Only twenty dollars for this beauty. Ugh. I'll take it. You know. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. God, I have. I also aside from the fedora stuff, I also considered myself a prime hat maker because I had a hat making kit, and so I made two. You were a hatter. I was a I was a hatter, and the thing was was that I made the ugliest, most disgusting hats <laughs> ever, and I wore them. And That's so funny. My dad thought, hmm, if we ever like, you know, if World War Three ever happens, Luke, and I'm like, you know. I'm having to choose between all of my uh, children. I'll choose you because you can make me a really good hat. And I'm going, thank you, Dad. I, I'm sure he was being sarcastic, but I'm just imagining now just like... Him being completely serious. Him being completely That's serious. That's so funny. Oh, man. I'll show you a picture after the podcast okay, of me awesome. in this hat, but I had like... God. Also, I hated my glasses back then. 
Like, I don't know what it is. I want to switch out these glosses for something else, but, like, I don't know what to do. I think they look nice on you. I think, like, it's, like, I remember when we were younger, like, the square frames being in style, but both of us wear round frames, and I know, like, I don't actually see that many, like, square frames. Most people I see wear, like, rounded ones, which I think is an indication of style. I think round, I, yeah, I think round is more just, like, oh, remember, like, like are we talking about the skinny square ones oh, that are, like, God. these weird... Those ones are so strange. God, my dad decided to buy me one of those for, like, my birthday, where he's like, Luke... You know, here's your, here's your birthday present. And it was the skinniest looking IT glasses wow. I've ever seen. And I could have looked like an old man. And my dad said, don't worry, I got a pair for myself too. And he whips out his own pair. And it, they're like these copy, they're the same ones that I'm going, uh-oh, I don't know if I can get out of this one. And dad's like, you can wear it to the family reunion. And I'm going, no! no! And, oh, you know, I lost mine so I could wear, you know, my newer ones. But like... My dad was like, well, Luke, uh, we can't, I can't wear mine now because, you know, we don't match. But, uh, you know, maybe next time, right? <laughs> but, oh, my God. That's really funny. God, I feel like if those stupid glasses come back into fashion, I, I think I'll just cringe every day I see them. That's fair. All right, so we're about to wrap up the podcast, and we need an outro. We didn't really have an intro, but that's Not fine. really. But we need the perfect outro, okay. right? You need to lead it, and I'll, I'll try and join in if I can. Uh, I have no idea what to say. Okay, here, let's let's try and figure out if we can just start, like, a beat going, and then you can just, like, say something like, it's the end of the podcast, you know. <laughs> Time okay. for you to go, okay? Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's wrap it up. Uh, this is a complete my bad, um, but I need something to give you a Pokemon card. Oh no! And right. Nathaniel, this poor guy is gonna have to edit in this sequence somehow perfectly. All right, and if you mess it up, Nathaniel, <laughs> so help me God, I'll find a new editor. All right, let's see. I'm gonna give you give you the EX one this time. All right. Oh, sick so, Venusaur. Oh yeah, it's an EX. I don't. I didn't read the ability actually. Uh, when one of your Pokemon becomes a, well, Mega is spelled wrong, but a Mega Evolution Pokemon, your turn ends. But how is it spelled? How do you misspell Mega? M-E-G-E. -E. Yeah. God. <laughs> God help us. Okay, awesome. All Thanks. Right. Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much, Luke.